I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And, and welcome, welcome to welcome Their to Tropes Battled for Dominance. for Dominance. Before anything, um, I, we're going to start this off with me explaining why I'm making the face like I'm trying to be on Zoolander or something. It is because <laughs> both of my lips are incredibly swollen right now. I have something called angular culitis, um, meaning that basically I there's like just I got a bacterial infection on my lips somehow. We have no idea how this happened. This is the third time I've had this in two months. The other two times, first time it went away without any treatment. Second time it went away with some antibiotics. Now it's back. I've literally every single time I've thrown out my toothbrushes, got new toothbrush. I stopped using that chapstick and I got a new chapstick. Like I, my diet doesn't change because I'm a picky fucking eater. So like I literally have eaten the same thing my whole life. And it's just, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on. And the APRN who I saw urgent care said that she thinks it's just stress. And I'm like, yeah, that would make sense. But like, oh my God. So don't Google images because you'll get grossed out by the close-ups. But basically it's like, everything is like, it's not like scabbed, like a blood scab. It's almost like a pus scab. Like it's just, everything is puffy and scabbed over the way I described it to Nick. It feels like if you rub like a wet cotton ball on your lips and then some of that cotton gets dry and stuck there that's how it feels to talk which is Uh why if i close my lips which is why i'm trying not to close my lips because it's very uncomfortable yesterday was super painful it's not as painful anymore unless i open my mouth wider than this because it's um angular colitis is usually like worse in the corners of the mouth and it's literally like i have like sores in the corner of my mouth um and Mm -hmm. because of that my entire like lower face too is like puffy and swollen so i'm not having a good time um which is a shame because you know i got that it literally came out of nowhere on tuesday and monday was when we were like oh shit like we don't have time to record so we were gonna do tuesday and then tuesday i was already at the gym and liz was like i'm tired and i'm like okay well i forgot anyway so let's not record a normal episode so welcome to our very first mini ish episode but for all we know it'll end up being just as long as our normal ones but yeah knowing us knowing us we'll find a way to stretch it out but it's mini oh, yeah. because nick has D in 45 minutes and liz has to go in two three hours so um this is the only time we have to record it is thursday before this is live so yes <laughs> um wish mm-hmm. us luck um so that's been my hell of a week. Um, we last recorded, was that last week? It was last Tuesday, yeah. It doesn't feel like last Tuesday. It feels like a years ago. I had, I was out of town this past weekend again. It was not fun. I have a lot of family issues. We're not going to get into it today. That's for me and my future therapist when I get back into therapy. Um, and other than that, um, just I've just been drowning in work. Liz, tell us about your school life. Yeah, my schoolwork, I'm drowning in schoolwork. I have been, do- I'm doing like 12 hours of schoolwork a day. So living the dream, baby. I mean, to be fair, um, you are living the dream. This was your dream. This is my dream. Um, No, I actually enjoy what I'm learning. I'm just like, I feel like I'm dying. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, like, you know, like, I'm like, I'm actually actively like study, like doing the work for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm not just like procrastinating. So I want to be doing it. I'm just fucking exhausted man um this past weekend i went to cc east really fucking fun i had the best time ever i honestly think cc east is my favorite con like i think it's officially like it's always like been up there but i think it's like taking that top spot because if you know me i love the party aspect of con and that's literally 
all that CC East is. Like, it's, it's like, awful. Like, you know it's bad when, like, I'm saying, like, this is my favorite con. When, like, half of the con weekend I spent, like, with, like, on, like, four hours of sleep and both days I was, like, immensely hungover. I had a fantastic fucking time, my guy. Oh, my God. It's funny, um, Liz. It's funny you say, like, the party scene is your favorite because everybody in my program, like, I'm not exaggerating, is basically an alcoholic. Like, the only things they do for fun is to go out and drink. And like I'm like that's fine if you like you enjoy going to the bars, but it's like their favorite part about going to the bars isn't hanging out with each other; it's literally just drinking. So that's why I'm using that term. I'm not using it lightly. Um, but I, the couple of them that aren't alcoholics, we were talking and stuff, and I was like, because they were like, yeah, we're like kind of homebodies. So I don't really like going to the bar, and I was like, see, I don't have fun at the bar because the only time, like the first time I ever got drunk was at an anime convention and you it's like 20 times more fun you will never have fun at a bar if you get drunk at conventions because when you go to a bar you don't get the furry in the corner who's like being weirdly sexual with another furry you don't get the two people who are probably minors making out like across the way and you're like should they even be at this party you don't get you don't you don't get the the two e-girls ripping each other's wigs off because they're angry at one for something really fucking stupid and then like also it's just like these are your friends for years i think also just like everyone like at cons is like extra fucking nice like everyone at the cc's i made so many new friends and like so many great literally we were at so we were at like one of the parties and like the big like the big five yeah yeah the big five and so where the song shots comes on and we're all screaming shots and then someone goes i'm gonna make a i'm like and like not just like pour shots like make a shot for like 20 30 plus people oh wow i'm like you're not just gonna get like someone like doing that like even if you go to like a house party like i feel like you won't like get the vibes are different shots for everyone the vibes are the vibes are different because everyone is a freak everyone is a freak just like you and they're all weirdos and social outcasts just like you for the most part and because of that everybody is like infinitely nicer so kind and very nice and it's just like a great time um other things um i got an email this week um i got i applied for a pro pass but i got an influencer pass to anime nyc don't know what that means but i'll be there i really should I'll have be tried. there now like, i don't know what they judged influencer based on but apparently um, pink hair they pink said hair, pink hair oh, e-girl I guess- i i attached my tiktok and my tiktok has like a bigger following i guess so um, yeah. I'm going to be there now. So I'll see you gamers there. Um, Jay, this is coming out. I'll be 24. I'll be 24, baby. Tomorrow's my birthday. Yeah. Oh, my so. God. You're right. Oh, my God. Already. I'll be 24. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's like my life. That's it. Uh, nothing too exciting. I'm dressed like Guys, a nerd right now because I just got out of class. When but... I met Liz, she was turning 19. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so. Yeah. It's been five years. Yeah, it has been. That's why. There's genuinely nothing about like undergrad starting five years ago has aged me as much as you saying I'm turning 24 tomorrow. Honestly, I think about it and I, I have to think, I'm like, am I turning 24? What age am I turning? Yesterday, one of my Overwatch friends just, they were like guessing my age and one of them said 22 and I had to like stop and like count on my fingers. Like, am I 22 or am I 22? No, I'm like, I, I I really, I still feel like I'm 21. Like, yeah. Literally, because like the only well, you thing turned that changes 21 is during... like, when you... yeah, during COVID. like COVID. We both did. Well, right. no, before. No, I what turned before. before. I had a, 
had a couple months. I had a good uh, couple months. Yeah. Fuck you. Because I turned September 2019. I had a good couple months. That's right. Yeah, you um, did. But it really wasn't good because, like, none of you guys were Exactly. So, like, <laughs> you had, you I then... was just, like, partying it up alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um... I'm, like, overly tired, so that's why I'm, like, acting a little crazier. You're also um, making up have... for my low energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. All right. Do you want to get, uh, get into uh, it? I guess. I so guess, yeah. I'm going to let Liz introduce the mini um, episode, and then I'll elaborate where she fails. Um, about, because it was oh, her. Why are you? Well, it was your oh, yours, it was like your idea. idea yeah. yeah, so I figured you yeah, get to. So I was like, oh, like what? Like, because Gaps was like, we should do a mini episode, like kind of revisiting a trope, and I'm like, well, what trope would we even revisit? And like, I talked like I honestly like I didn't talk like shit, but I was like, how would this even work? And then I was like, I, oh, I mean, wait, she was fan fiction again. You weren't talking shit, but you were very like judgy you were like this won't work like like i could just tell that you were like in your head you were like what is this bitch thinking like this would never work and then say, when you came when, up when with it text, when did you text me about this it was like, tuesday night when i was at the gym tuesday and night? you were like half tuesday asleep tuesday night tuesday night yeah in my defense i've been up since like eight in the morning i had six hours of class that day and every single second from that point that i was not in class i was spending either eating or studying so I was like fucking over it. Like I was over it, my guy. So um yeah, I was very judgy, but then I was like, oh shit, let's do ascended fan fiction again. Because like now that we're it like cause now we're like actually like into like an aspect of ascended fan mm-hmm. fiction, being into like the love hypothesis and love on the brain and like they're really popular right now because love on the brain just came out. Mm-hmm. And like now we're like honestly big fans we really, you know like I, I ali like, hazelwood is just a really good author yeah and like the thing is like because like before like we we like what we like read like 50 shades like we were like we're not we don't like actively are like oh my gosh i'm so excited to read the next 50 shades book versus like oh my god i can't wait to read the next ali hazelwood book to be know? fair when we are excited to read 50 shades it is because it's one of those like we're clowning oh they're like oh my god this is awful i can't look away like it's kind of like watching yeah. glee like yes. like it is the worst thing you have ever watched but you are still clicking next episode every single time you watch it oh yeah but this is like genuine like like ali hazelwood's book for genuinely like oh my god yes. i can't fucking wait for the next one i am obsessed with this and I, like yeah because i mean she makes she really did make like change it enough her and her editor editing team did a really amazing job of actually making a difference between like star wars and her books like these are separate universes they just originated from these characters and i think um, yeah that's why they're so good because she's a really good author and she just you know and like you know we we did talk about how like it's you know in a few episodes ago when we first read the book we were talking a bit about how we can see um kylo ren and date see ridley's mm-hmm. character what's the name again ray ray um in the characters liz more so than me because liz is the big star wars fan and i am very casual um and <laughs> that was like yeah you can see it you can still see them but like every but other character like... is different and like it's its own universe and i would argue too that like the archetypes of ray and kylo you know which is like the dark side versus light side of the moon type oh very much like like two sides of the same coin other romance trope yes Yes. like that is very common it 
It's like, it's very much um, like, because if you're thinking about like another romance book that's very similar that's come out recently, um, Beach Read, which I read recently and I absolutely fucking like ate up. I adored it. I loved it. It's this similar, like the exact similar type of like, you should dark, text like me. kind of dark edgy guy. Yeah. Text oh my God. Me. You need to read it. I'll, I'll give you my call. I'll lend you my <laughs> Okay. Slay. But it's like dark edgy guy and like happy like ooh I write like there are two writers and like mm-hmm. one's like I write like these dark edgy books and the other is like a happy romance writer and like it's like it's like that like they're not like it's not like like Ray and Ky- um, Kylo's characters within the scope of romance isn't like so far removed that it's like I don't like being like it's not unique but it's like it fits really well within the romance genre where you're not like oh yeah this is definitely a Star Wars fan fiction you know right and I still, I still remember too when I first read Love Hypothesis, um, and when Liz was reading it, I remember she, she and I texting each other, being like, "Is this supposed to be this character? Like or the only, character, the yeah. only characters that were ever really obvious were Hux, because I mean, even then it was yeah. like Liz was like, "This isn't what Hux would do," but also I was like, "Well, that's the villain, yeah. so like it's obvious." Just wait, him. just wait, bestie. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, and then also um. I figured before we get into, like, a little more, we could also just really quickly, I'll read you guys the description from those episodes that we talked about, Ascended Fanfiction, and then in the next part of what we're going to talk about, um, Canon Continuation, and how that plays into what we're talking about today. So, um, mm-hmm. episode 18, titled Vampires, Werewolves, and Fanfic, oh my, um, I'm pretty sure Liz came up with that title, um, or something. Probably not. You oh, come up with most of our I titles. do. Okay, I was trying to give you some credit. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it, but don't give it to me. You deserve I, it. I am. I. If you guys ever hate any of our titles, you can usually blame me. Um, I because we record them on like, like I'm the host recorder. Um, like usually I have to upload everything, so then I just give it and I tell Liz edit it if she wants, and she usually agrees with me because we both have shitty tastes. So. <laughs> you guys can always blame me for that um so yes episode 18 vampires werewolves and fanfic oh my and this was our ascended fanfic episode um liz covered the history on this and it was about we mostly talked about twilight and 50 shades um we c- talked about a few other examples but this was before i believe you and i had read love hypothesis or anything oh, yeah. like that. i think we literally because mentioned I think- it like, we were shit talking. We we shit talked we like, it. Yeah, this is creepy. Like, we literally shit talked it. Yes, because of Adam. Adam's character Adam. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I still don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, that like, still. I love the book. I st- it still squicks me out a lot. And like when I think about it, if the second I think about him being like based off Adam Driver, that makes me like wildly uncomfortable. And we we if you want to hear about why, go listen to episode eighteen, so we don't spend another ten yeah. minutes rehashing it. Um, anyways, yeah. so our description for that episode, Gaps and Liz quickly realized they should have maybe made a Twilight podcast instead. The two spend so long analyzing Fifty Shades, they might just cut the episode in two. Because we did. We literally spent, um, yeah. an hour talking about it and then realized, oh shit, our episodes are supposed to be an hour. So we had to push the next one down. Um, and then... In episode 40, Canon Continuation, and uh, we will get into why that's relevant in just a moment, was um, episode 40, the sequel, Idiots to Lovers, and that was a combination of Canon Continuation and Idiots in Love. Um, 
where in the description was Gabs gets to talk about one of her and Liz's favorite movies while also managing to sneak Twilight in. Tangents beware. Liz gets assigned a trope she personally relates to. This, of course, causes more tangents and breaks Liz. I don't remember how we broke Liz, but I would not be surprised. What, what, what was our favorite movie? Were we just talking about Twilight? I don't know if it was Twilight or... Um, I think it was Twilight, probably. Because what other what other movie are we both obsessed with? Like, well, no, but then I said while well, managing to sneak Twilight in. Yeah, so that's why, like, now I'm like, wait, I'm now confused. I'm like, now I feel like we have to pull up. I'll pull it up while discussing. Anyways, we decided to do um, canon continuation as well, or more. I decided, and Liz had to go along with it because she was really tired and busy. Um, oh, it was Kimi no Nawa? That was the movie. Oh, okay. Which yeah, Slay um slay slay bitch slay. Yeah. um and then canon continuation because we were th- thinking well they make fan fiction now for ali hazelwood's books that were fan fiction yeah. first and i think that's really cool how full circle we've become um granted a lot of these aren't like long works but because you know the book's only been out the first book's only been out a year the second book's been out a month so like there's not yeah. like i love on the brain doesn't even have its own section yet on archive of our own i don't think there's any works for it it will yet. it will it definitely don't will worry. Um, it will it probably won't have a lot love hypothesis has a few pages but not like i think it has like a couple hundred maybe which is still a lot for um a book books don't usually get a whole lot of fanfic like recent books i would say like twilight harry potter lord of the rings they get all the fanfic but most other books don't have a whole lot of fanfic i think like I would also like especially say like one off books versus yes. like yeah novels. Y- you know like yeah like cuz like those are like more like book series and those have like major movie adaptations exactly attached to them which also drive the fan fiction definitely and then yeah. also when it's like 300 pages or less type books which are i i think her books are around four or five hundred pages but still it's like in that ballpark of like it's it's not like a short book but it's not really considered a long book where you have a whole lot to draw up especially because these books take place in the real world in an established like academic world and it's all drawn from real life none of it is made up so i mean the characters in their situation are made up obviously but the backstory Mm -hmm. like that's how academia is Sorry, can I have another quick, like, of tangent? Course. I also, like... So, I, I I don't know why I was talking to my therapist about these books. But, As you do. Um, I was, like, I was saying, like, oh, like, I also really like them because they're romance books that take place in, like, the world of STEM and then the world of academia. Because, like... As a woman in STEM and in As academia, a woman I in fall STEM. in love, too, bestie. Yeah. So, Would it's, like, like, I don't know. Like, that I, could I, be me. I, that could be me. Uh, but I'm like wearing I, my I, I just, earrings by the way i love that sorry it's so um but yeah i like I, I just like i love that like it's like just like a, that's like just like a little extra thing i find so cute that like i don't think you see as often yeah you know? it's like definitely... such a mainstream of book, like romance yeah. book to be taken place in like the world of stem with like a woman in like 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 in like well like within love on the brain being in a high position you know that's what and I'm like I, I just think it's cool yeah i think that's actually one of my favorite things about the book too is that most romance books are so focused on making the main character the main female lead to be like the self-insert where it's like i am so bland and i'm not a i'm not supermodel gorgeous like other girls and you know i have a few extra pounds and like they just do everything to make the main character you know not think of herself as gorgeous and then it so then it like the main character is like oh my god me really when like tall dark and handsome is like you are my soulmate 
and she's like yeah. the main character is always like ah but like in Ali Hazelwood's works like she is says like no my female main lead is a woman in STEM in Liz's words um yeah. and is actually she working is- for NASA or like yeah. getting her PhD like she is a big deal and like she yeah, is and not, like, and she like knows it. Yeah, and she is know? aware. She that's the she does not downplay her own success. And my other favorite thing too is that occasionally she might like that say like, oh, you know, he doesn't like me because I'm ugly or whatever. But it's never in the like way of putting herself down. It's more just like, it's well, like the, I don't look like a supermodel, but I'm still pretty. Yeah, and like I also like I also enjoy like because like you might see like other like I feel like other romance books when it's like a woman in a position of power like I. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, like, I need to learn that, like, work isn't my entire, like, like, I don't know, like, I feel like, it's like, oh, like, love is what I really need. And it's like, no, bitch, I need both. The Hallmark. The Hallmark style. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, the the big CEO learns about hometown life and... And that, like, she can just stay and be, like, working at a bakery. No way. And it's okay. It's like, no, bitch. I can work at NASA and have love. I'm screaming right now. I know. If and you I'm guys so sorry can't to everyone see... who lives around me. I'm very passionate. If you guys aren't watching, you should be watching because you just missed Liz, like, l- full-on, like, caressing herself as she's, like, describing this. And I just realized not everyone is watching this. And so, speaking of watching, um, everything from episode 57 onwards is on YouTube now. So just saying if you want to hit up their tropes battle for dominance on youtube except episode 57 that was the gay twilight renaissance special and youtube is being super homophobic and refusing to process YouTube that video is homophobic literally i think it's because it was our first upload it won't process it but it processed the other spine that don't say gay in the title anyway sorry um tangent but um you guys should use that from us but um that being said like we are very passionate about these books and we have talked a lot about these books in other episodes you know, episode 18, where we ragged on the book all the way to, um, like, two episodes ago, where we were like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the next one. You know, <laughs> that is character growth. Um, character development. Yes. So that being said, we picked a fic, um, or I, I picked the fic this week. Um, Liz has been very busy and didn't have a second to breathe, so I picked the fic. Um, it's called Your Turn by Schrodinger's Kitten, all one word. And um, it's rated general like for general audiences and then there's a quick note about where it is but remember this is a sunday fanfic and canon continuation mini episode so it's you know it's a continued can uh canyon continuation canon continuation thank you of um of love hypothesis so full circle so um the author said all you need to know about the premise in the story is that it is set about five years after the epilogue of the La- uh, love hypothesis all of graduated is now a postdoc fellow in anna wiley's lab at berkeley she and adam are married and living together in san francisco while olive push- finishes her postdoc um smiley face so i will read for adam because i know how liz is about reading for men and (laughs) i will um do you want me to read the narration or do you want to handle that you want me to do it because like your mouth i would love if you would do it but i understand if you don't yeah i I can do it i can do it okay uh you just will have to hear me trip over all my words so that's okay Um, Freshly showered after her run, Olive grabbed her laptop and settled in on the couch. She and Adam usually worked together for a few hours on Saturday afternoons. The expectation of working weekends was honestly one of her least favorite parts of academia, but it turned out it was a lot more bearable when she had her husband for companionship and 
commiseration. Adam had decided to do a bit of strength training in the basement before sitting down to work. So Olive pulled up her email and got started tidying up her inbox while waiting for him to join her. The first few emails went quickly. There was a request to review a manuscript, a notification about an upcoming water outage in the biology buildings that uh, facility facility folks could repair a leaky line, and an agenda for the next week of departments, women in life sciences sciences group. All easy. But then she hit Dr. Is it Wiley? I assumed Wiley. Wiley's latest note. Olive, Olive, it read. Any further thoughts on your career plan since we talked? Me and Bryce have both decided to apply for faculty jobs this year. And if you plan to do the same, I think it would be helpful for us to sit down as a group and talk to talk through the process and answer any questions you might have. Please let me know as soon as you can. Faculty applications are a big undertaking. So, so the earlier we can get started, the better. Anna. All of Olive's post-workout um Post-workout satisfaction evaporated, edged out by the indecision and uncertainty. She felt an unpleasant twisting in her gut at the prospect of having to make such a monumentous choice, especially one that she knew had the potential to require major changes, not just in her life, but in Adam's as well. She was still focused intently on her computer when Adam came in after finishing his workout. He walked over and dropped a kiss on the crown of her head, then pulled back and frowned, searching her face. You look tense. Everything okay? It's even funnier with like how you have to like hold your face right now. It's 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 beautiful, guys. It hurts Thank to you. smile with my mouth open. So... <laughs> um, Olive side. I don't know. It just you know how I told you that Dr. Wiley was encouraging me to apply for faculty jobs this year. Adam nodded. Well, she emailed me again to see if I've made up to ask if I've made up my mind, and I don't really feel like I can answer her because I need to know I can talk. I need to. I know I need to talk about it with you first. But every time I try to bring it up, I chicken out because I'm terrified of what it might mean. Adam came around to the front of the couch and sat down, watching Olive intently. Why do you find the prospect of talking about it so terrifying? He asked. She shrugged. I guess it feels like there's no right answer. If I decide to go for a faculty job, it will probably be moving, and I'll be asking you to give up everything you've built at Stanford. But if I pass, I worry I'll regret the the missed opportunity to build something of my own. It just feels like either way, one of us is going to end up unhappy, and that stresses me out. Ah. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Um... Adam reached out and took her hand, running his thumbs over her palm in in a gentle caress. What do you think you would want to do if you were the only person you had to worry about? What would you do if I wasn't in the picture and the only thing that mattered was you? Olive gave him an alarmed look and he shook his head, a smile tugging at his lips. No, love. I'm not trying to break things off with you. I just want to know what it is that Olive wants. Olive thought for a moment before answering. I guess that if it were completely, totally up to me, I'd go for it. I feel like I'm right on the cusp of doing something important, something that will make a real difference for a lot of people, and having my own lab will give me a chance to see it through. She paused, then shook her head. But it's an impossible question. I can't make the decision just for me. You're an integral part of my life. I can't just pretend you don't exist and that it doesn't matter how it impacts you. Olive, 
love look at me i love your your monotone voice it's i can't I, I know I can't you do what i normally do i know it's beautiful though it's hard Adam gave um Adam gave her hand a gentle tug and waited until she raised her eyes to meet his before going on. I understand your concern. I do. But Olive, my career is established. Also, in my defense, he talks in a monotonous voice in the books canonically. Um, canonically. He yeah. literally doesn't ask questions. He just says questions, so um I don't need to stay at Stanford to be successful. You know I've had ongoing interest from other schools, and there's a good chance that I'll be able to move my lab to wherever you end up. And if not, I'm not opposed to jumping ship to industry or consulting. I like what I do at Stanford, but I'm not married to it. I'm married to you. love that. That's so cute. I don't think Liz got a chance to read this. I'm the one who read it and put it in, oh, so Liz is experiencing this with you guys. Um, Olive felt her eyes well up with tears as they threatened to spill over. Adam reached up and brushed his thumb across her cheek. Olive, he said gently, relationships have to benefit both people. I've had my turn, and now it's yours. Whatever needs to happen for you to grow and thrive and continue to blossom into this amazing woman and researcher, we'll make it work. He paused, searching her gaze. Do you understand? Olive nodded, not trusting herself to speak, and when Adam tugged her onto his lap and wrapped his arms around her, she burrowed her, fa her face against his chest, breathing in the close comfort of her other half. She stayed like that for a few minutes, and as the tension ebbed from her body, she felt Adam smile against her hair. So? He asked, pulling back just far enough to look into her eyes. Are you ready to reply to Dr. Wiley now? Olive took a deep breath. Yeah, she said, I think I am. And that's the whole one shot. It's very short and sweet. Yeah, um, I love it. Very cute. And then the author actually included this important note at the end, which I thought would be really interesting to share. I'm sure most of you guys don't give a fuck, but I thought it'd be interesting to share. And it's pertinent to me and Liz um, in the fields that we're in. But um, the author said, this particular conversation is made up, but it is based in a very real problem that many academic couples I know have faced. Candidates will apply to a large number of schools, often 20 and plus, scattered across the country, and be lucky if they get one or two offers. If they really want that faculty job, they kind of have to take whatever position they manage to get. As you can imagine, this can present a lot of challenges, especially if both people in the couple are looking for academic jobs at the same time. While universities will often try to find or create a position for the quote-unquote trailing spouse when there is a candidate they really want it is far from a guarantee that this will work out or if the job is in a location that doesn't offer good opportunities for the candidate's partner or spouse for whatever reason anyways this problem is actually common enough that it's referred to by name the quote two-body problem unquote there's even a wikipedia page for it and it's a big challenge for folks contemplating trying their luck at the academic job market. Of course, I like to imagine that Olive is such a rock star that it will be a non-issue and that she and Adam will be able to get jobs together wherever they damn well please. But I don't think that would stop her from worrying about it. Anyway. Anyway. I mean, like, yeah, they probably could considering, like, Adam's been, like, they've been all, like, everyone's been trying to get him to, like, go to, like, all these different schools. Like, they they want him. So for, like, wherever she gets accepted, if she's like, yeah, my husband wants a job, too. And they're like, well, who's your husband? And they're, she's like, him. They'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, they'd be getting two brilliant researchers at the same time. Though I know in real life academia, it doesn't matter. Both people are probably brilliant researchers, but. What I really like, God, too, about this it. is, it too, is Adam being, like, Excuse me. Um, 
not like, oh, wherever you want, I can get you a job because anywhere would fall over backwards for him and get his spouse mm-hmm. a job. But it's more, where do you want to go? I will deal. I'll... Yeah. It's and so I think cute. That's, yeah. I think that's really wonderful, personally. And um, it's just like, I, I'm not in the academic field, but I was recently in a similar situation with my boyfriend where it was about he wanted to make a career change and didn't know what that meant for us. And I was like, you know, I figured out what I want to do. So I'll support you until you figure out what you want to do. And I mean, couples have that kind of conversation all the time. So I, I thought it was really refreshing um, to see this. And I think this author, Schrodinger's Kitten, whoever you are, you have a really good understanding of how couples work. Um, and it yeah. kind of scares me. But in a good, in a good like, you should be an author as well kind of way. I also just like... The love hypothesis fandom, y'all just love women. They really do. It's very chill. It's a very chill fan base. And I think, and I will say, I think part of that comes from like the people who refuse to read the book are the so-called like aunties because Raylo is one of those ships that like everybody, like the aunties hate for, I am again, I'm a casual fan. I don't remember why other than, I think they're like distantly related, right? Um, well, there's like a thing that's like, it maybe. But also, it's just, like, I think people just, like, hate it to to hate it. I yeah. mean, like, I hate to say that. Like, you don't have to ship it. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I got the vibe that people only hate it because he's, like, abusive to her. But also, I'm, like, that's kind of how all romance novels are set up. Like, where, like, especially from, like, 2010s and earlier, where it's, like, the male love interest is basically abusive. But, like, he's dreamy, so it's okay. I I gotta be real, I kind of always feel like a lot of the hate came from the fact that Adam Driver is not considered conventionally attractive. I think that definitely could be a lot of it. Um, I don't know if I necessarily ship it. I'm more shipping in a way that I self-insert myself onto Ray because bestie mood because Star Wars protags are made to be Mm self-inserts, baby! Can you explain that to everybody else who likes Star Wars now so they stop being whiny bitch babies? Thank you. It's like literally like almost all Star Wars like... like, I'm sorry, you think Luke Skywalker was like not a Gary Sue? Like all fucking Star Wars protags are Mary Sue's, Gary Stu's, they're whatever. They're made for the audience to be like, that is me. I see myself going through the galaxy. They are the Pokemon trainers. hero. And like they're the ten year old Pokemon trainer. Fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Let let little girls have their Luke Skywalker. Thank you. Real. Fuck real you. Sorry. And, no real. Um, I hate Star Wars fans. As a Star Wars fan, I can't comment on that. But I support I, you. You Star Wars? No. There are just so many Star Wars fans that make me want to. Understandably. Die. Um. All that being said, obviously, me and Liz like Ascendant fanfic. Um, sometimes, um, when it's Ali Hazelwood, all of the time. Especially Ali Hazelwood, um, yeah. We like canon continuation, and this was a fun way for us to do an episode this week instead of leaving you guys high and yeah. dry um, after doing that the week, two weeks ago. And we really wanted to make sure you got this episode, so. I also, um, I just, I really hope that, like, more authors, like, they get, like, Ascended fanfiction, and it's, like, I mean, I know it's, like, becoming more of a trend now, but, like, 
I feel like like none of them have really gotten like as much recognition as like this. I mean, like Fifty Shades did, but like that's like I feel like I consider it's like its whole like new thing. It's and, like, funny I guess after after tech after did, but also nobody but after like sucked. And it's like the everyone ever. I feel like everyone who's like really into it was like the people who read it when they were like twelve. Exactly. You know, like this is like the first thing that I really think has gotten like since like Fifty Shades like super mass like appeal outside of its like fan fiction world you know where like people are just reading it to read it you know like they're like oh this is a good romance book you know because it is it is but yeah um oh and then all that being said too um i think it's funny that um twilight you know created the young adult series basically like genre basically um and then 50 shades basically created ascendant fanfic so i think that's very interesting um that like stephanie meyer like unintentionally created like multiple markets paved the way like it is that's it's so crazy to think about it like even if, she's a shit, even if she's Can a terrible believe- person like it's crazy to think about how like Can you all believe that. it just fucking twilight just twilight damn. like it's Bro. i'm literally wearing my twilight earrings guys like that is that is the definition of like cult phenomenon anyways all that being said um we're gonna cut it here because nick has D and i can't hog the r- room while he does that and then liz has to go ready to go in a couple hours so um, I hope you guys join me in wishing Liz a very happy birthday. This comes out on her birthday tomorrow as we're recording. So if you guys are listening the day it comes out, make sure to drop her a happy birthday, whether it's on um, their tropes socials or Liz's socials, which we'll get to in a moment. Also, um, please, please, please check out the YouTube. We literally just started uploading videos to it. So we'll hopefully try and get some time to work on it and make it look pretty um, in the coming months. But for now, it is it's just it's this video that you're if you're watching on spotify it's the same video on you know that's on spotify it's going to be on youtube um if you're listening and you don't have time to watch you want to watch it later see all the weird um body movements that liz makes and the weird faces that i make go for it and help it i'm italian <laughs> if you want to connect with me on social media you can find me on instagram twitter twitch and tiktok at flighty the nerd liz what about you you can find me on instagram twitter twitch and tiktok at lazily liz and the show you can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can uh, find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or their Trope's Battle for Dominance. If you need emails for and any reason, and YouTube, sorry, uh, if you need emails for any reason, questions, comments, concerns, good maze runner, Twilight fanfiction, you can email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Um, Nick, say hi. If you're going to walk in at the very end, please, please, uh, please uh, like, comment, follow whatever rate us where whatever it is wherever you listen to the show it helps us a lot it really does and like i i cannot say it again wish liz a happy birthday this comes out on her birthday um and then also thank you guys and also i just want to say thank you guys for officially like having us hit 1500 listens like this is a very niche subject and we are very niche people and um it really means a lot that 1500 people there's probably i would say probably 1400 listens that weren't us because we like obsess over our thing and make sure it's good it sounds okay but uh 1400 people who weren't us like took time to listen so at some point on the episode so thank you guys that means a lot thank you um all right i hope everyone has a great week and we'll see you guys next friday Bye. bye